friends. Welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together, we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds here for Next Step Leadership. Uh, it's always an honor to have a conversation with Tracy and the friends that uh, we're able to meet with. So, Tracy, let's uh, let's dive back in. Welcome back, Rebecca Shirey, uh, author of Sight Unseen <laughs> and dear friend. Uh, I cherish the relationship that um, I've had over the years with your husband, Lou. He would call me uh, just sometimes out of the blue yeah. and just just to ask me, "Hey, Tracy, how can I pray for you?" And I can he tell you, that. I don't. Yes. Wow. I and then he would take all the time needed <laughs> to thoroughly hear me and then pray for me, and I've always appreciated that. And I love in reading sight and scene the the story. Uh, I was telling you off mic that I love the way. God's speaking to you, but God is also speaking to Lou and confirming all that. And that's, that's just, uh, I want to say amazing, but it's beautiful. Uh, so and you guys have been married, your high school sweethearts, is that right? Uh, college sweethearts. College I didn't sweethearts. know him in high school. Um, we've been married 51 years. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you for that testimony. Wow. And... Um, Someone has said to us when they, heard, they read the story of Sight Unseen, that it's one thing for one person to hear from God and do what he says, but for two people to hear and to hear in the way we did, and both of us knowing that this is what the Lord is saying and committed to uh, doing whatever it takes for the Lord to increase our faith and uh, grow our relationship with Him. So it was, it was the two together. One of the times in the book where it was clearly um, the dialogue between you two that impacted me, really I think the title came out of that where uh, Lou asked you after a time of prayer, it was a pivotal time when you guys were trying to hear the Lord and, and you didn't have answers. And uh, in almost in desperation, I may, don't want to overstate that. Yes, it that, was. That he asked you a question, and your uh, you guys' dialogue over that was just beautiful. Tell us about that, about faith. Well, we were down to, we, this was at our second, I would call it our second cloud move. Uh, we were at someone's home and helping them out. We, every time the Lord led us, it was to a place of ministry. But we are sensing that our time is finished. And we are, this is on a, was happened on a Monday afternoon, Monday morning actually. Uh, we knew that in two days we were going to a um, retreat center in North Carolina. We had been invited there and invited to stay for two days. That meant on Friday of that week, we didn't know what 
what we were going to do. We didn't have any direction. We knew we weren't going back. We were going forward somewhere, but we didn't know where. And so at that point, I was panicked. I mean, it it was the most smothering sensation. And I've described it as almost like what it must be like to be blind because I was somehow with a false belief that I could see what was in front of me. I mean, right now where I am, I can kind of imagine what my day tomorrow will look like. Obviously, I don't know. But it was like a black screen had been dropped. Mm. And I had I had no um, idea what would be next. And panicked that suddenly on this faith journey we were on, that we would be stuck. And I, I just didn't know. And so I, did, I expressed this to Lou, and he went in a room separate from me to pray and read Scripture, and I was reading Scripture in another room. And he came back to me in, after about 30 minutes, <clears throat> and he said, Becky, what is the opposite of faith? And I said, fear, because obviously I'm dealing with fear at that moment. And he said, no. And so I took another guess, and I said, well, it must be doubt or unbelief. And he said, no. And then he said, Becky, we have read this scripture our entire lives, and we have never understood it. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live, depending on which um, version you're reading, for we live by faith, not by and he just waited, and I said, sight. Mm. And all of a sudden, I, we understood a key concept of faith that we had not understood. And God was so gracious to lead us to a crisis and then spoke this revelation from Scripture for us that eased our Panic. In fact, I would say that when, when I realized that the opposite of faith is sight, that faith grew. I felt faith grow. Mm. You know, I'm reminded, Becky, that, that uh, in Hebrews it says that faith is the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that without faith, that kind of faith where we, we just don't see, because one of the disadvantages of being able to see is that we think we know the answers. It's just so clear that, well, who needs God if that be the case? Yeah, that's powerful. That's right. And so this was something we needed to learn real quickly. And after that, we just had to, we were down to two days, maybe a day, not knowing where we were going, but I never panicked again. But I did ask this question of the Lord. Why do we say it's always, why do we always say it's fear? And why have I heard so many sermons on faith versus fear? And after asking him to explain that to me over and over for several months, one day we were in our car driving down the road and he said to me, 
Fear is your reaction to not seeing. Hmm. It is not the opposite of faith. It is a symptom when you can't see. And so we have that choice then of choosing to obey or shrinking back in fear. Hmm. How do we how do we make the, how do we make that right choice? You know, what did you guys do? I'm thinking about where so many people are right now. Uh, there's mm-hmm. so many people that, that just don't know where they're going. Uh, you know, situation like you guys were in. Uh, so, what did you do? What are suggestions you can give us on how to take those right steps? I think I unfold some of the uh, understanding about faith in chapter six. And I realized that the opposite, and, and I use the same scripture that you just used on uh, about in Hebrews, um, because there's a lot of, you really think about, the faith walk is a sightless walk. Because faith is, is present tense. Paul also talks in Romans about hope. And he says, how can we hope for something that we've already got? But we hope for those things that we don't yet see. So faith is present tense. And hope is is that future. It's where we, we place our hope in Christ. And we know, and we know by faith um, who he is and what will happen in our future from the spiritual standpoint. But when it comes to living day by day and moment by moment, we have to have faith for the present tense step. Because once we've made that step, faith is no longer required. We need faith for that next step. step. So it's just a process of obeying what we hear. And so that afternoon, the Lord helped us out in that. And what we did next, um, because we were still praying, even after that revelation about the opposite of faith is sight, we still didn't know where we were going. Until that afternoon, uh, someone we had met briefly, maybe for five minutes or less, tracked us down and offered us a ski uh, resort that they had as a timeshare. And nobody could use it, and they didn't want it to just uh, be vacant. And so they offered it to us, and we said, well, where, when would we have to be there? And they said, Friday. So the Lord provided a, such a crisis of faith, gave us a revelationary understanding of faith, and then he provided the answer. So, Chris, in what you're asking, I think it is that step of obedience. What do we hear? And take that step in faith. Hmm. But let me say this, too, um, because faith is not sight, but it is vision. Hmm. It's not sight, but it is spiritual vision, where as we walk in faith, then 
he begins to give us a vision of his purpose and a vision of his plan. Uh, but it becomes clearer as we obey him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we hear him, that's and rich. then obey what we hear. So there's this tension between wanting to hear God, mm-hmm. God beginning to give us a sense of clarity around that, even though we can't see it, much like Abraham. The, the command was clear, get up and go from where you are to where yeah. I'm going to take you, but we don't have a sense of what that is. There's a sense of the vision or the, the preferred future uh, that's out there, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I, I was drawn into the idea that somehow if I can fully see it, that I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to trust God. But trusting is where I'm, I'm yeah. rolling my weight. I'm, I'm absolutely trying to uh, desperately cling to God. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good place to be. Well, Dallas Willard says that in any time you see faith in Scripture, you can substitute the word trust. We can substitute the word trust any time we see the word faith in Scripture. So it, you're right. It is a trust in Him. So do we surrender our lives into the hands of a mm-hmm. loving God, a God that can be trusted? Mm-hmm. And that we learn by experiencing Him. We don't mm-hmm. learn it from head knowledge. So then it makes sense that Lou and I had read 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. But we did not have an experiential understanding of it. Hmm. That required a step of obedience. When we truly heard that scripture in that context of trying to follow the cloud, follow him, then it was experiential. It, ha- it was a heart knowledge. And that was strengthening to our faith. Mm-hmm. And during this, we've often said that if we had known how long this process was going to be, it would have scared us to death more than we were already scared. <laughs> because we had no idea that it would be really five years later from the beginning of his stirring of our nest, mm. nest, really six years, to being settled once again in a home. If we mm. had known, I don't, it, it would have been too much for us. Mm-hmm. And that's true of all of us, too. If we knew everything that was ahead for us, it would be too much. But I, we could handle it. A step at the time. A little bit of time. And a little bit, you know, so the Lord, while we were at this ski resort, and Lou and I spent that week really unpacking what we'd learned, what the Lord had said to us, what what was happening to us. It was um, a wonderful time of laughing and crying. Mm. And we were especially honored that God trusted the entrusted this time yeah. to us to go to be uh, on this journey with him in this way and while we were at the 
the ski resort, we got an email from a pastor who said, can you please come here? Mm. And Mm. this entire process of living out this faith happened just like that. It was people we didn't know somehow tracking us down, sending us an email, a text. Well, we didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have a personal phone. Uh, calling us on someone else's phone. I, we couldn't even figure out how some of these people got in touch with us. But then we would hear the, their, question, their uh, question, would you come here and help us? And then Lou and I would pray uh, to know the real reason we were going. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times the real reason we were there Right. were things the Lord showed us when we got there. And sometimes right. it involved the other person, and a lot of times it involved us. Something he wanted to teach us, something he wanted to tell mm. us, something he wanted to unveil to us. And every time he did that, faith grew. Our relationship with him became more intimate. Mm. And I do want to emphasize also that just as that time uh, when we were uh, panicked because we couldn't see what's ahead. God spoke to us in marvelous ways throughout the six years. But most of the time, he spoke through Scripture. Mm -hmm. And those days when he spoke so personally to us, even mirroring our own words, it was out of our daily reading. Right, Not out of hunting something to read. It was out of a consistent time of mm-hmm. daily reading in the next place we would have read. And it was remarkable to us and, and so wonderful to us all through this journey that the timing of God in downloading, inspiring these words to someone thousands of years before and timing it perfectly to our need at the moment Mm -hmm. and there the sometimes the next direction or the next thing we needed to know was right there in scripture uh it it was it was a marvelous time of hearing god speak in that way well uh, we've been able to notice how that played out in your lives uh, through reading the book. I, w- I want to mention uh, one phrase and then one quote that uh, from the book that really challenged me. You know those times where you you know it's just what you need to read and you don't <laughs> like it because it, yeah. it hits you right where you need it. Yeah. Well, one of one of the phrases you use is a holy stirring. Mm-hmm. I love that uh, because that's that's your story. That's the narrative. That's where you've taken us. It's this ongoing holy stirring and the twisting and the turning of where God's taken you guys. And in this one quote from the book, let me read this. We may not know why God calls on us to wait, but he knows what he is doing. So we rest in the knowledge that God is always working to bring about our highest possible good. Mm. Becky, that is so good. That's so powerful. It is so true. And I want us to, I want us to kind of, end as we're ending this conversation with you let's just end with that mood what what's just kind of a closing remark you can make and uh, as it relates to that in this sight unseen 
And as, uh, as you make that uh, closing, encouraging remark uh, for, for, to us and, and for our audience, uh, then remind everyone how to pick up a copy of the book. Wow, Chris, I think that the, you, you just read a quote about waiting and about how as we wait, God is working out our highest possible good. And part of the th- process of walking by faith are periods of waiting. And they actually happen pretty often. (laughs) And as we are patient through the process, being careful not to move ahead, listening, praying, staying in touch with the Holy Spirit, reading scripture, seeking, then we have those times of encouragement during during the waiting where he begins to, maybe even later we understood why it was necessary to wait. Mm. And yeah. I do unfold some scriptural basis for that in the book. I won't go into that right now, except that even in scripture, sometimes people did not wait. Mm. And then they had to... Uh, then experiences experience the repercussions of not waiting, moving ahead before it was time. Mm-hmm. But in the in the second chapter of Acts, when the people who were gathered in the upper room, they were told to wait for the gift of the Father. And they waited, not flawlessly, but they waited. And they received the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. who is our God during those times when we're called to wait or we are called to step out in faith. And so the Holy Spirit available to us um, and that came to them in the upper room is, is the guidance and the truth teller, the, um, the person that we listen to, and he, t- he gives us, he let it be known the purpose and the words of the Father. Mm-hmm. He tells us the truth of that. He tells us the truth of Scripture. Yeah. And as we are plugged in to him, in those times of waiting or the times where we we need more faith, then he is the faithful God. Amen. Oh, that's so good. Well, remind everyone how to get a copy of the book, and we just appreciate you and your words so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Rebecca. You're welcome. Um, Sight Unseen is available at Amazon in both Kindle and paperback and also at Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, other um, book retailers, but it's also available at RebeccaShari.com. And there, if you order as re- through RebeccaShari.com, I sign every book that goes out. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Well, th- thank you so much. And You're this welcome. is where we're living in this, this world inspired. of the, the sight unseen. And yeah. As I'm thinking about that, you know, I, I want to, I, I want to be able to see everything and, and know everything, but it doesn't work that way. And, as we think about uh, trying to find ways to make our next steps our best steps, we just have to take those steps of courageous faith 
into the world where the sight is unseen. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.